Good morning and welcome to Calgary Business Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Wozni, and today for episode number 156, Thomas, I've got Thomas on the line. You're remotely connected. Hey, how's it going, Alan? So, Thomas, how do I pronounce your last name? Denev? It's Denev. Denev. Okay. It's, like, it's like Den and then Eve. <laughs> Den, Den and Eve. Tom, not like Adam and Eve, but Tommy. Denev. Denev. Yes. So you're Thomas. You're in uh, you're in Edmonton. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. You know, I just have to say this is the Calgary Business Podcast, but not to be confused. We are not in Edmonton, and this is not. You're an Oilers. Are you an Oilers fan, though? I'm. I'm not an Oilers fan. No. Okay. I'm actually, believe it or not, I'm a Toronto fan. <laughs> there we go. Well, so look. So so introduce Thomas. Sorry. Introduce your your the Red Spot Marketing and and what uh, what got you started there. Yeah, so I got into marketing because I, I saw there about four years ago. I got, I saw a need. Actually, I started I started studying digital advertising about six years ago. Right. I didn't officially start the business until around four years ago. But I got into the business just because um, I saw there was a, a big need for it. Lots of businesses were getting ripped off by digital advertisers. People that say, like I, I guess like today, everyone in, in their auntie knows how to advertise. They know how to run Facebook ads and all this stuff. But yeah. really, at the end of the day, how many people can actually get tangible results? And I think that that's the reason why I got into it because I started to see people closing down their businesses, especially in my hometown, Fort McMurray. I saw people yeah. just struggling. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I wanted to, to get into business and, and learn a skill that, that would be really, really valuable in the, uh, in the marketplace, which was, uh, which was advertising, digital advertising. So um, that's what I see being really valuable right now. So that's, what I, that's the reason why I got into it. That's interesting. So if you look back, were you in Edmonton and you saw the opportunity in Fort Mac or, or you were in Fort Mac? I was actually, um, I was actually living in California. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I was, I was racing motocross down there and I, I, I met a mentor. His name, I met a mentor. His name was Bill. He's a really successful guy. He's kind of the guy who actually got me into the whole business world. And right. I was kind of going crazy about all these different things. I had all these different ideas and things I want to do. Sure. And, uh, he's, he, he's kind of mentored me. He said, you got to just pick one thing and, and learn and master that one skill. And he said, I see digital advertising being this thing that's going to be like this. And this was back when I was 16 years old. So this was wow. back in probably. 20, 2012 or 2013 when yeah. I was talking with this gentleman and um, he's the one who basically got me in, into this uh, whole digital marketing because he's he's an older man he's he's I, th- I believe he's like 69 now yeah but at the time when I was talking with him he was around 64 years old 60 63 yeah and uh, yeah so he got me into it and then I ended up coming back to Fort McMurray when that big fire happened up there to just help out help the community right right and I was planning to go back to California, but um, I ended up getting into, I, I started working with a real estate investor in Fort McMurray and then a couple other people, um, a, a, a hair salon and like just a couple of people that I just knew that were just friends and like people I just knew. So I started doing a little bit for them and, and then it ended up, I ended up doing a really good job. So then, I, then one of my, my friend, John, he was like, you should do this full time. So, so I start, that's when I started uh, Red Spot Marketing. <laughs> so, so, Red, so Red Spot, so you really just saw this kind of, I mean, let's go to the name. So the name was, where did that come from? So red is a pattern interrupt color, and spots are also like a pattern interrupt. Yeah. So that's why I called it. That's why I called it red spot marketing. 
Yeah, I, so I get you really you you open up the space, and, and I guess because it's been around marketing and sort of the internet's been around even before you're you know you were you were you kind of grew up I guess in the internet uh, era, but you put yeah, the two, exactly. you, you you kind of put two together. So, and I'm going to give the old guy credit, your Bill. Bill probably saw the two, and he's like, you know, he, I'm a you're young whipper, you know, you're that kind of discussion with young whippersnapper, you're going to get it, and and yeah. you, but you grew up in the internet and digital age, and you did get it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah, and, and Bill kind of just pushed me into it to become more of a master, in yeah. it, I guess if that, if that makes sense, rather than just playing on it like most people do. He actually was like, you should start studying this and figuring out how you can actually make some income and and use this as a skill in other businesses, because then he's like, if you can learn that skill, yeah, you'll be really valuable. You'll be really valuable in the marketplace. And he was a hundred percent like he hit the nail on the head for sure. So. Um, I still talk to Bill today. He lives down in Florida now. Nice. He's got married and stuff, but yeah, he's uh, he definitely was helpful in that area for sure. And he still helps me with a lot of my other business ventures as well. Um, I, as you know, Alan, I got lots of different things I do. I don't only just market. I have a bunch of other things I do. Well, so, Thomas, um, we can we can cover those one by one in other podcasts. But I really want to drill that. So, Bill, let's give a shout out to Bill. What's his last name? Yeah, uh, Nixon is actually his last name. So N I C K S O N, N I X O N. Oh, cool. Yeah. So is he on Instagram or Twitter? And is he is he on? Does he social media guy? He's pretty old school. I mean, I, he, I he has <laughs> Facebook, but he doesn't know anything else after that. <laughs> I cannot believe that he's old school, right? But he, he brought you yeah. into the new school. Isn't that incredible? What a nuance. Well, he's just so. Uh, um, I guess he had some. He had uh, really good intuition. He he just knew. Looking forward, he's like, "This is because he's been in, involved in business since yeah. he was a young kid as well. Yeah. He started multiple businesses, and he was a really successful guy. So um, he just knew. Looking forward, he he was right in his retirement. Like when I met him, he was retired sure, basically. Sure. So so so. Uh, but he like he says he's he's never actually retired because he's always still doing stuff because he's got to stay active. <laughs> well, so it's ironic. I just had a conversation this morning regarding what it would feel like. People were saying, well, what would it feel like retirement? This is it, that this COVID period, two months of, it's kind of like being in retirement for, for, I don't know what you felt. I certainly didn't feel it, but I think for a lot of people, maybe that's true. You had two, two months yeah, of doing I, nothing. I agree. I think there is a, I think that in any, in a situation like this, you can be someone who is a, Someone who looks at the positive in the situation, you try and take and, and you just learn from it and you and you continue to push forward, or you can kind of uh, shell up and, and not do anything. And I think that there's those two types of people. There's people that were, I had clients that were shutting down their businesses completely, and right. I had other clients that were like, how can we get through this and actually like pivot, right? How can we pivot and, and still have our business be able to run, right? So I think there's, there's those two types of people. Um, which I'm not here to say like which one is better or which one is worse. I sure. just think like whatever whatever works for you is is what's gonna what's gonna be best for for your business, right? But it's ironic. So let, we'll cover that in a second. But when you go go back to the person who whoever it is, the business said we're you know this is tough. We're gonna quit. We're gonna quit. Uh, we're gonna go somewhere else, a different direction. I had a, another guest on the podcast, and he said literally, look, even if the business fails and goes bankrupt, that individual who started the, uh, the entrepreneur or the founder. Is still around. He or she is still around. So they still have the, the in them. So so your point there is they may go in that direction and, and stop that business, but they're still around. They're, you know, I would if I was your marketing guy, Red Spot, I'd look for them as well for for t- when the yes. co- post COVID. 
percent. Yeah, like uh, I was actually watching the video about this the other day. Like, if you're going to go bankrupt, you might as well take on as much debt as you possibly can and try and get through this. Like, <laughs> use as much leverage as you can. Yeah, I, I thought it was funny, but it's it's kind of true in a way, honestly, Alan. Like, if you're gonna if you're going down, take some people with you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the sinking ship, bring it all down. The sinking ship, or the the opposite of the rising tide raises all boats. The sinking yeah, ship bring exactly. everyone down. But let, let's talk about some of your, because you said some of your companies or your clients and customers during COVID-19. Anything innovative you want to share with the listeners? I think, um, honestly, just implementing um, virtual meetings is, like, a huge thing. Yeah. Also, like, uh, gyms implementing, like, virtual training. So instead of charging, like, some gyms will be charging, like, 40, 50 bucks a month for a membership, right? Instead of doing that, now what you can do is, there's gyms that are renting out equipment. Gyms are having online oh, training. So like brilliant. Home, right? So, so you so you can do stuff like that. And um, I think you can still have a very – and I, I believe that – like I've been, ta- I've been pushing this for gyms that we've been working with for a long time to just get them to do it without having COVID-19 be a thing. But now with like, yeah. COVID-19, you're kind of forcing people to, to innovate and do the whole – because if you think about it, Alan, like – when you when you capitalize on the whole online and digital, when you actually understand like the internet and how yeah. it works, you have access to a global market. Like yeah. the economy, like here in Edmonton, let's say for example, or in Fort McMurray, if the economy's bad up there, but you have access to if you understand how to run run your business online and actually bring your business completely digital, yeah. then you'll be able to. And and a lot of people are like, well, how do I bring my business digital if I have a gym, for example? Well, you can just start putting online training together, right? And then you can you can do that. Or if you have like a real estate company, you're like, well, how do I how do I run my real estate business with like if it, if it's completely digital? Well, you just have virtual meetings. Maybe you do virtual walkthroughs, yeah. And you do live FaceTime calls with with your clients, or maybe you just go open the door, let them go and view the home on their own without you having to be there. Sure. You know what I mean, like there, there's actually this company I was working with called JRGB. Um, which was a, basically a lockbox company that allowed people to go and view homes on their own. Right. And uh, um, so there's like di- different innovative things that you can do like that, that that will still allow you to run your business. And then you can also, if you're really good at marketing and advertising as a real estate agent, you can also advertise in other cities and then sell those leads, right? You could start a whole no- a different revenue stream into your business, right? So and if you're really good, you could even sell like online training to other agents that you could that you could help, right? right. So there's like all, all types of different things if you just think outside the box and get creative. Right? But I'd love I, let's I would unpack that the one in the fitness because I've had a couple of guests on the podcast where I had the fitness studios. The F45 was one. Uh, the guys here in Kingsland, and I, I I love that equipment because every time I was doing the virtual for the I did a 45 day challenge, and I didn't have any weights. And I didn't have the kettlebell. I didn't have the dumbbells. And I was using the, you know, I was using the elastic bands or the rubber, you know, the the tensor, the, what are they called, to to sort of supplement the some of the movements. But your yeah, yeah. your idea of renting that equipment is brilliant. I mean, I think in world's gyms of old, you know, instead of ha- they have those big the spaces, but if for people at home, they don't want to buy that equipment. This is brilliant, Thomas. That's a brilliant idea. But I also I also think that there's like I read an article the other day of this guy who actually opened up his um, his I, I believe it was a uh, Muay Thai gym or yeah. a karate gym yeah but uh, anyway he he opened it up and uh, I think that gyms are gonna have to just 
slowly start to open and just have the proper procedures in place That's in right. order to have their gyms open as well. Because I obviously they can't be closed down forever, right? Because uh, gym, the reason gyms are really powerful is because it's a community of people that come together and they the social they element. Come on, the social. Exactly. You you know I go back to the gyms when I went to University of Calgary. There was that literally the guys would come in the wild boys. There's an old song, and 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 it was a huge social. In the old days of working out, the guys would spend 15 minutes working out and, and 45 minutes uh, talking, right? But yeah, it's huge. Yeah, it's, it's kind of the environment that really has the impact, right? And it motivates people. Whereas I have a lot of people contacting me, and they're like, "How how do I keep working out at home? Like I can't uh, seem to stay motivated and, and work out at home." You know what I mean? So I think there's there's that aspect aspect of it as well, where it's just the the environment is uh, is huge. So I think you we need to get back to that because even I find myself like I've been working out at home for since this whole thing closed sure. and I've been training outside at the park and stuff like that. But at the same time, like I, I do have this itch, like I'm like, I need to get back in the gym. You know what I mean? Like I want the gyms to open again. So I think gyms need to start to think about like how they could take the um, appropriate actions to reopen. Even if you got to wear like a mask and gloves when you're yeah. working out, type yeah. of thing, like they got to, they got to try and think about something where they could, they could reopen. And I think they just have to be brave enough just to open the doors and just say, you know what, we're going to take in 10 people today and that's it. And we're just to make sure that everything is cleaned and like, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's just going to be just moving forward with that next step. Well, you could take your, your sort of the, the, the lockbox key, you know, where certain people, not I mean lockbox, but you, you sort of have that concept. You, you access it. You may have to book it in, you know, uh, 10 people at a time. And you have to book your time in, and maybe they run twenty-four hour gyms. So the twenty-four hours, you know, when when you're not manning it or a person sitting there at the booth, you'd use the lockbox key to allow them to come at two in the morning, for example, the ten people or whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. You're going to have to do things like that that are innovative and different, um, which is like. And the, the thing that I that uh, that I've been talking about with with uh, business owners and, and, and people just in general is like, how long is this going to last? Sure. Is this, is this, is this the new normal? I guess is like what people are saying. Right. So, um, I think that that is kind of, uh, causing a lot of business owners, especially to think about like, yeah, is this going to be a long term approach to my business? You know what I mean? Is this, is this the new way that I'm going to have to do business? But you, you know, think of and gyms, I, you think of gyms, the spray bottle was always there. The towels were always there, or some little wipe, wipey thing down. So to you know, going to the hotels and the fitness center in the hotel, they always had that. But a lot of people, and I, I go back way, you know, the the, the days of working out in the, in the U of, University of Calgary gym. And nobody wiped down the machine. They rarely did. And if you said anything, look, dude, you know what? Do it yourself, kind of thing. But now it's just the norm. It will be the norm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. One hundred percent. I agree. And like you got these people wearing masks and all this stuff, and I I think it's just like uh, like I have some some two people standing right in front of me just wearing masks right now. Yeah, like is it that's going to become the new norm as well? I think like people are just going to they're just going to um, take their like they're going to take this like people obviously are taking this very seriously. Yeah, right. So um, and I think that that's good, but I also think that I don't know it's it's. Uh, I think it could be the new normal. I think like people are going to continue to wear masks. People are going to continue to wear gloves in grocery stores and stuff like that. But then again, you do like the other day I was shopping and I I noticed a big difference in how many people were wearing masks and gloves and all this stuff. And a lot of people weren't social distancing. Like they're getting close to each other. Like they weren't keeping six feet apart and stuff like that. So I don't know. I think there's, 
there's there's two sides to it. There's people that really really care and they they're like super safe about it, and then there's other people that are just like on the other end of the spectrum that are just like you know what like this is not really a big deal. I've been sick before type thing. Yeah, that, I mean, there's a big, there's an element to it, and, there's, and it's sort of the, as you said, is it going to be the new norm? And, and, and I was literally driving down McLeod Trail this morning, which is kind of like Calgary Trail in Edmonton. You know, it's, there's all the retail shot, and I think you said this earlier, we just got to get those open again, or starting something new, but it's literally, that's, in my view, watching the news is, that, those are, that's where the business is, the small, the guys having a small gym, or the real estate agent, or the, the the sushi bar, whatever it is, those those places got to get running, and that that that's the economy. You know, building big roads and and buildings and and big you know infrastructure may or may not be the way. But yeah, again, we're a little bit off talking. But look, I, you you, no, it's okay. <laughs> you wrote an ebook. You've got an ebook out there. Why do you tell you want to tell yes. everybody about that? Yeah, so I wrote a, a book recently called the uh, Million Dollar Marketing Booklet. Um, and, uh, basically like what, what it's about, I, I just break down, there's 21 different strategies I talk about in there. And they're, there's something they're they're what I call evergreen strategies, which means that they'll work for forever, basically, yeah. as long as you, as long as you use them properly, because yeah. I'm just teaching the fundamentals of what advertising is. And the reason I wrote the book, I actually wrote it specifically for business owners. Um, it's not very long. It's like 52 pages or something like that. So it's, it's pretty nice. short. And nice. straight to the point. It's not. This doesn't have a lot of fluff in it. But you, when you read it, a lot of the business owners that 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 have read it, they say it's just they they get a, a a good understanding of like what the numbers are, like what numbers you should understand. And I think like that's a big um, a big thing that's missing with a lot of business owners. And the reason that marketers can take advantage of them is because they just don't understand like the analytics behind what's happening and like the numbers and sure. all those things. So. So when I, when I wrote the book, I want to make sure I had those things in there so that business owners could really understand because I would meet with business owners, Alan, that were spending like sometimes five ten thousand dollars $10,000 on advertising and they don't even know what's like where that money's going. They're just giving it to their advertising company, sure. which is great for, which is great for trust. Absolutely. Sure. But then when I look at it and I'm like, I'm like, these guys are just wasting your money. They're not making any return on your money. You guys are just like blowing you're just blowing your money, right? So I think I think having the ability to know what – you don't need to know everything, but knowing the things that are important to you yeah, as a business owner. You know, that's a Gary exactly. – that comes from a Gary Vaynerchuk. Uh, I, literally three years ago, I first listened to him, and it's – you know, literally he talked – he talks about it a lot. I don't – you know, if you follow Gary Vaynerchuk, I'm sure you do because you and I talked offline. But literally it's <laughs> traditional media, great. It still has a place, but you need to disproportionately spend it or lack of – you know, the, the dis to your point about five, 10 grand, they're probably spending on flyers, newspaper, print, you know, television when there's a lot more out there. So it's really just spread the wealth, spread the, uh, the money. Yeah. Spread it out a little bit, like become more diverse in your advertising approach, which I really strongly believe in. Yeah. When I first got started, I was just like crazy about Facebook advertising Sure. and, and on my clients, the Facebook accounts would get shut down. Right. And if they get shut down, then there goes all the advertising for the week because it takes about a week or sometimes longer. To Wait, why does it? Why does it shut down? Up. Why does it shut down on Facebook? Sometimes, sometimes Facebook just shuts your account down just because there's like a word that shouldn't be there wow. or something like this. Like, and sometimes there's not even a, a reason for them shutting it down. Like, a lot of times they would shut it down, Alan, and they would just be. We'd be like, "Why'd you shut down the account?" And they would be like, "Well, we." We don't know. Like sometimes the algorithm 
because yep. they don't actually approve it. It's yep. just an algorithm that they use. And um, sometimes the, it just messes up, and that's what happens. So wow. I think if you heavily rely on this one platform, sure. then uh, you're, you're doomed. You're, you're kind you're of doomed. doing your business to fail because you're you're just rel- – what if Facebook just disappeared tomorrow too? You know what I mean? Like you, you never know what's going to happen. So I think you need to be more diverse, and that's what – like. My, the, the system that we developed, which yeah. is the BMS system, it's basically that. It, like we figure out exactly what platforms your target audience are on, and then we we want to um, um, become more diverse. We don't want to just use one approach, like YouTube advertising or Google advertising. We want to be we want to use all of them together to work together. Well, look, I mean, because that's that that's that brand. Your brand can go with you if you just you're beholding to one site. Or newspaper, print, whatever it is, right? If you're just beholden to that and you don't have any options, you don't have a brand, yeah, you're done. I mean, not done, but you, you really need to really think outside the box. And I like, you know, I like that. It tra- you're, you're basically diverse, but you're tra- it travels with you. Your Facebook account gets shut off, shut down, you, you move somewhere else where you've already got that strategy exactly. in place. Brilliant. 100%. And I think that that's really important to have that done, which is unfortunate because so many small businesses don't. Yeah. They just have one one key way of getting customers. And if that was – and usually it's the business owner, right? There's a lot of business owners that I talk to and they're like – they're the main income um, – the revenue increaser basically in the business like yeah. they're the one who does the sales they do the marketing they sure. do the advertising they do they do all the stuff right so if they were to get sick then their business all of a sudden is going to not it's not I know people Thomas I know people that don't want to open because they're afraid if they start and one of them gets sick that they they're, they're going to be handcuffed for their small business in Red Deer in, in Edmonton and Calgary I've had discussions and I'm like you're right and then if you don't open you wait for it to perfectly the timing it might, you know, there's a lot of, there's risks on both ways, I guess. Yeah, I think there's always going to be risk, um, 100%, Alan, but I think at the end of the day, I think, like, like, personally, I think, like, people should start opening, because if they just take the appropriate um, precautions, like they wear a mask, they wear gloves, sure. they make sure they only let a certain amount of people into their business, they make sure people are social distancing when they're in the business, yeah. as long as they're following all these rules, then I think that they'll, they'll, um, there's no, there's not a, a zero chance that someone could get sick or, or whatnot, right? Sure. But I think at the end of the day, I, I do think that, um, like, like for example, I went to a restaurant the other weekend, and before we went into the restaurant, they had someone come out and explain all the different rules in the restaurant. They out, they yeah. also asked us if we've been in contact with anyone that has had um, the coronavirus. That's good. Or I mean, it's if, good. if we had any fever. If, Seizure or fever symptoms. You have any seizure? Symptoms. You were seizuring. You had a seizure. <laughs> <laughs> seizure. Yeah. <laughs> I had a seizure drink but, or a seizure. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I but, like it. But yeah, I think that I think that people should get get over that fear, depending on where yeah. they're at. Obviously, if they're um, an older person, it may be um, more susceptible. Be more, yeah, more cautious of it for sure. But. Um, I think if it's someone like um, yourself or me, I think that we should. Uh, hey, I'm 53. I'm an old guy. I'm much I'm much younger than you. <laughs> 53. That's the same age as my dad, man. That's not old. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that's pretty cool. You and your, your you and your dad can you and uh, your dad and I can go for a drink and you, we can keep you in the uh, in the in the car. But look, funny, <laughs> funny thing, Alan is my my dad's name is also Alan too. So no way. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> well, look. I wanted to. I wanted to go back to the, your book because do you have the audible version? Have you seen that on uh, on on uh, Amazon? 
so so there right now i'm actually um updating it and what i'm doing is i only have it available on my i actually had it on amazon and had it listed all over the place but i ended up pulling it down from there because i want people to go to my website to get it and sure. it's 100 percent free basically you just go there you put your email in and then i'll send you a copy of it and then if you want a actual hard copy then i can also send you a hard copy as well but, oh perfect um, but yeah, so I was gonna put I'm gonna put it on Amazon again eventually. But I just want to keep the first thousand. I'm at, I think I'm at about 700 copies that I I launched it in 2020. I had about 700 people that have got it. A little over 700 people. Yeah. So I'm looking to get it to a thousand just from myself, and then I'll start listing it in other places again. Just because I have a specific sales process that I follow. No, I understand. And, uh, the, I, I'm thinking. No, but I'm thinking. Thomas, sorry, I'm just thinking like in terms of listening to it, you speak about it, that the 52 pages, and I, and the reason I say that is because Gary Vaynerchuk does, you know, he's done the the, crush, the crushing it book. I bought the physical book and then I'm like, I, I, could I found it on Audible and driving, you just hear it. So your 52 strategies, I can go to page 57 and then, or well, sorry, 50, 47, but you know what I mean? And then you can listen to it because you've got the voice as well and, and then you can inject your little... And oh, by the way, off script, this was on that page, but here's the update for the closed bar or the closed fitness center. You know what I mean? That I think is possible. Yeah. Or you run the podcast with it. Page, page one. When I was 16, I ran to, you know, Bill and I ran down. No, you know what I mean? Like you just kind of do a podcast. You do each, you just talk through it. You can do your own podcast on your own. That's. that's yeah, absolutely. Actually, actually have a podcast. It's the Tom Talk Show. <laughs> no way. Come today. on. What don't yeah. you do? Dude. Dude, what's what's that called? I gotta write this down. Talk? It's called uh, the Tom Talk Show. There you and go. And basically, I just I, I talk about the three core areas of life that I think in order to have a good life, you you have to have all these in place, which is um, your health is number one. Yeah, you have to be healthy before anything. And then I talk about relationships as well. Relationships is another core pillar I believe is really really important. Yeah. And then your wealth is the last one. Nice. So so on the podcast, I talk about those those things and i mean i've been getting i've been getting really really good feedback from it so i just keep doing it i just do one a week and sure. uh i i've been getting good feedback from it so i'm gonna keep doing it <laughs> this is it. no but that's great i mean for the benefit of the two listeners out there tom talk show it's tom's talk show. did t-o-m not t-o-h-m yeah t-o-m and yeah. then just talk show Oh, come on. You should, you'll be able to find it. It'll show up. So look, you, I, I think, and I'm looking to your Instagram. You've got 11,000 followers. You, you, you can teach a lot of people some things. I really, I mean, your marketing side. Are you on Twitter as well? Or are you on anywhere else? I'm, I'm on every platform, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on every. Yeah, well, you're also on the, you're on the tarmac as well. What do you call that? The, what do you call the, the, the octagon? Or what do you, what's it called when you're MMA fighting? What's that called? The yeah, mat? The octagon. Is it octagon. the octagon? Is it the octagon? Okay, I said the, Yeah. See, because in my day, when I, you and I were talking offline a bit about, you know, the Stampede Wrestling, it was, they'd have the cage match in the old days. And they literally would, they'd take the old four rings and they'd put the cage up and the guys would be in there and rubbing the face against the cage. And, but now it's just a cage. The Octagon is a cage, right? Yeah. The exactly, UFC. Yeah. yeah. But, but that's for another, you got so much happening, man. I, I think we could have another podcast on your, your M&A, MMA, M&A, your marketing and M&A. <laughs> M&A. Your, yeah. You can play on the words on that. This is the M&A podcast. It's not about business <laughs> transactions. This is about fighting, right? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you're good. Well, Thomas, really, this has been fun. And at your Fort Mac roots, you've been through 
what like the fire they've had floods recently you, you and i talked about that and now they and yeah. covid so they fort mac has been hit they went up and down over the last uh, 10 years oh yeah it's it's been uh, it's been a rough place right now like i was just up there on monday and right. it's it's a ghost it's a ghost town up there honestly right now it's there's not a lot of people there's not a lot of movement happening um especially cuz it's like a work town right and there's not so much work right now because of right. the economy and stuff so yeah, it's, it's it's a rough time right now for Fort Mac. Ever since uh, 20, 2016, honestly, ever sure. since twenty sixteen, it's just been going downhill. Ever after the fire happened, and it was going downhill honestly before the fire. But sure. even like the fire, the fire just just pushed it over the edge. It ignited, then, yeah. It just really was like a torch. There was a, the gas was all yes. over, and and they just they lit the torch on it. But I mean, to your point about the, yeah. some of these ideas. Post pandemic, I, I think a lot. You, I think you, I'm going to tell you this right now for the benefit benefit of the Fort Mac listeners. Thomas will spend some more time on ground, but you got all these ideas, right? But just walking, knocking on doors, and saying, "Hey," and these ideas are amazing. Just look at their look inside. Here's what you can do with your equipment, or here's what the hair salon. Here's I, I I can't even think out loud right now. But there's probably you've you've already hitting good points on the real estate. 24 hour uh, hair salon, you book your time in, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of things. Mm-hmm. There, 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 there's a, there, there's a lot more. Like I got, uh, I have lots of different, um, ways that, uh, you can kind of take your business digital, obviously, but there's some that are uh, confidential. I can't share everything, but, <laughs> but uh, I'll share as much as I can, sure. uh, just yeah. to give some value to, to, to people. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think at the end of the day, like, Especially on my uh, my YouTube channel, I, I'm uh, constantly sharing like videos and information and stuff there to try and like help people. Uh, I just really strongly believe that like information changed my life. So I think like if I can um, share something that can impact someone and change their lives, I think that's pretty sure. uh, pretty amazing. Sure. So okay. wait a minute. So you got a YouTube channel as well? Come on, Thomas. When do you stop? So <laughs> is, is a YouTube channel? Yeah, no. Is the YouTube channel part of the the Red Red Spot Marketing? Uh, that's for my personal brand. So I have also my personal brand, which is like my Instagram and my social media and my my whole digital presence, honestly. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's that's kind of like part of that. I'm working on on growing my YouTube channel. I want to hit a, my goal is to hit a thousand subscribers uh, this year. So um, we'll see how how that goes, but. Yeah, I I, uh, I just started getting into YouTube recently. YouTube is one of the last platforms I started really studying and uh, doing a deep dive into. But it's pretty exciting, honestly, because YouTube is one of the only platforms that actually will pay you to create content, right? Yeah. Like Instagram, Instagram won't pay you. Facebook won't pay you to create stuff on there. Twitter, like TikTok, all these different platforms, they're not going to actually pay you. Whereas YouTube is this—it's the second largest. Um, I didn't know that engine in the world. And they actually will pay you if you once you get to a certain level. Once yeah. you get a thousand subscribers, they'll actually start to pay you to create ah. content, which is pretty pretty awesome, right? There's an alternate to um, I, I I can't remember it. I, if I if I come up with it, there's an alternate now. It's a, it's called a it's called a um, uh, you know decentralized kind of a YouTube, and I don't know the name of it, but it, Twitter's blocked them. I've I've seen the the Twitter chatter is. Oh, suddenly this got blocked because Twitter knows it's a competitor to YouTube. I guess I don't know, and I I, I can't remember the name. I can't remember the name, but it's it's an alternative. It's called a decentralized YouTube. They call it. And I, I if I if I had it now, but I didn't know that they paid for content. So this is why people subscribe, subscribe, subscribe because I guess it pays for them, right? 
it pays. Too. Yes, exactly. So I think uh, I think like even for businesses, especially businesses that can provide a lot of really valuable information. Yeah. Um, Do it for create, free to create a YouTube channel yeah. and then start to get subscribers and build that. It's if they put focus on that, that could also create more revenue for their business yeah. just as like a, an, a wow. just another revenue stream into their business. Right. So well, this is valuable. They have the money to invest. Yeah. Like it, it would like from, uh, from a standpoint where if you came to me, Alan, you said, Hey Tom, I got, uh, I got 10 grand to invest into my digital advertising strategy this year. Where, yeah. where should I put my money? I would say put all your money into, uh, I would say take a big portion, not all of it because you got to be diverse, but I would say probably put like eight grand of that money in like $8,000 worth into YouTube because YouTube will actually have the potential to pay you back, right? And it'll actually be an asset in your business. Whereas Instagram and Facebook and all these other platforms, right. sure, they're great. They change so much is the problem. And then the next thing is, is that they aren't actually going to pay you to create content. You're not going to actually get paid, right? You can't monetize it. No, it's interesting because when people, so when you listen to Facebook changed and they, you know, they complain, but it's free or for certain things. And then, or they, people would complain about Amazon and Amazon was doing advertising basically for free. And I think for small businesses, they changed some of that. They've shifted their model because they they have data, right? They have data from decades now, almost or a couple decades, right? So Amazon just a little smarter with what they do, but they make it tougher for the small business people who have kind of piggybacked for a long time. So, mm-hmm. and, exactly. and so this goes, no, Amazon, Amazon is definitely a data driven company. Like they yeah. don't really own any products or anything like that. They just sell it all. Right. They have all the data. Oh, they know what, and they know, you know, I've listened to pot, you know, if you take the, the Amazon CTO, Werner Vogels or Werner something, he literally travels the globe studying supply chain. And he, you know, there was the first video I saw was episode one of this, Go just go build, and he was in he was in Indonesia, helping and understanding the rice fields and what farmers were doing and how they get you know like really that supply chain, and you know Amazon's moving with Alexa. Alexa's gone. I mean it's really advanced over the last couple of years, but they're just gonna they're gonna just put things. If you if you order say shampoo, if you just say shampoo, they'll give you their brand. If you say well I want a Procter and Gamble, well then okay you'll get a Procter and Gamble. So yeah, that that's where it's moving. But that, but that fits well, Thomas, that fits well with your strategy. You know, you're beginning, you and I talked from the beginning. It's not just, not just one platform. Where do you put your money? It's multiple. You know, you, this is it. It's not, it's not MMA, multiple level marketing. It's multiple level, you know, you know, the triple A, what was it called? Triple M. It was multimedia. What it was called? Those, you know, that, uh, the different types of marketing. MLM, multi-level marketing. Yeah. I mean, but this is more than that. This is spreading it out. It's going vertical, right? Not horizontal, or horizontal, not vertical, or vice versa. I don't. I don't even know. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's, be, it's becoming more diverse, and and uh, I think the the biggest thing that that I do is like I, I actually had a call this morning, um, and and basically what, what I was talking about on the call was like the person was like, why don't I just send all the traffic to my website? Why don't I just yeah. use your advertising strategy and just send it all to my website? Yeah. And the reason is because it's not a proven, it's not a proven system. It's just like my book, right? So I could have my book on all these different places, but I want people to go to my, my, um, the million dollar marketing booklet.com to pick the, to get the book because yeah. then they go into my advertising system, right? Yes. So once they land on that page, 
now they're in my world. And this is what people need to do with their businesses because like I'm spending money to send you there. So if I'm spending a dollar, then you just leave, then you're lost forever. But if I spend a dollar and then now you're stuck in my world, I can retarget you. I have so many different avenues and ways to hit you. Now you're more likely to actually do business with me because you're like, holy smokes, I I see this guy everywhere. You know what I mean? (laughs) Welcome to Wonderland, Alice. Um, <laughs> well, Thomas, look, thank you so much for joining. I, this is you, you really, there's, there's a lot to unpack. Um, and I think we've, we've got a lot of discussions can be, you know, I, literally there's so much here. So, so thank you for that. Yeah, no problem, Alan. Thanks for having me on here. 156 is in the books. That's uh yeah, that's MMA. I don't know who, what fight, who fought that. Was it, uh, you know, it was uh, Tommy, you remember Silva, Anderson Silva? He was amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that was one of my first when I first saw it was you know ten years ago, and I think they were UFC was around one fifty six, so we're we're pretty close. <laughs> we're pretty close. All right, Alan. Well, Tom, thanks a lot for having me on here, man. Yeah, stay safe. Cheers, man.